0: And this is Steve Rao. If you are a guitar buyer, seller, trader, fixer, modder, breaker, reviewer, or player, then stay tuned because you're going to love this podcast. That's true.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we were trying to do a little bit of a PBS thing there. A little bit. I don't know if it it came across that way.
0: Maybe we should have gone like full on. D- this week on sixty cycle Hum, <laughs> we will be talking about buying. I think maybe Selling. I was thinking
1: more of a sixty minutes vibe. Maybe right is what I was right. just trying to hit. This week on sixty well, cycle hub, oh I did the hum.
0: NBC chimes for reasons that I don't understand. <laughs> We're all over the map. All right, this is the last
1: episode in our uh, in our triple episode recording night.
0: Yeah, it's uh, been a
1: blast. I have I am camping. While you're listening to this, no, I was camping last week. So I don't back. know. I'm back. as As of listening to this podcast, I'm back. You're gonna have to like work ahead to get all this
0: stuff uploaded. I know, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna bust my ass to get it all up. Yeah. Um, and if you're in the secret group, you're gonna get a couple episodes like three weeks early, super early, like maybe
1: at least a week early, at least a week. Uh, you'll get at least one episode three hours early yeah because in uh, the inner circle the group that you pay ten dollars a month to be part of I post the episodes before we publish them
0: yeah sometimes they get posted before I edit them like <laughs> yeah edit, edit the, uh, the description the, the
1: description that's just another perk of giving us money for almost no reason
0: <laughs> all right so what's new Ryan? Oh,
1: uh, what's new? Uh, nothing's new for me. You went on a trip a while back. You want to talk yeah, about it?
0: Yeah, like uh, a few weeks ago, I went to uh, the great Midwestern state of Indiana. Did you fly there or drive there? We flew. Okay, good. Uh, driving, it takes like, even if we were to drive like around the clock, uh-huh. uh, it would take... Well, if you drove around a clock, you'd just go in a circle. Oh my gosh. If we, <laughs> if we drove like non... <laughs> um, that's de- that's not even funny. I Why are you so laughing? Um, so if we drove like straight through, it's two thousand miles. Whoa! Um, so you would be driving for like thirty-two hours straight uh, to do that. So how long is that? That's like like a week and a half. Oh my gosh! It's like a day and a half. Yeah, but if you dro- or no, it's like two and a half. Uh, no, it's a day and a half. Realistically, you're traveling with two kids. Yeah, that's, realistically. That's
1: four days of driving.
0: Realistically, it's probably four days of driving. And that's like if you don't stop to do anything, yeah. which if you're going to drive cross country, you need to like factor in that some days you might only drive 300 miles because you're going to spend like two hours Wandering around St. Louis, sure, or you know, going to Mount Rushmore or whatever, sure, uh, which isn't on the way to Indiana, but so what was your purpose? Why did you um, go, Steve? So this was a family trip, and uh, my my dad's from Indiana, so I have uh, some grandparents back there and some aunts and uncles and stuff, and we went back to visit them. Um, my first guitar, my my old Harmony Archtone, was actually my grandmother's guitar originally. Ah, she gave it to me. Uh, so that was my first guitar. Uh, so that's you still have that I, thing. I do, and you guys are always telling me to set up for slide, and I refuse. <laughs> um, I've really like the. I really think at some point, I'm going to save up some flip money, and take it over to uh, either like one of the local, well reputed repair shops like Top Gear or uh-huh. a Repair Zone or something place like that or actually i might take it up to uh ian anderson guitars Uh uh, uh-huh at least try to get some insight from him and see uh how far i can take like how much money it would take to do like a full restoration while retaining like as many original components as possible sure, or at least historically accurate components Like try to make it take it to full playability yeah yeah and i know there's some things that are just outside of my Wheelhouse, but I know that some of these shops like can take an acoustic guitar completely apart and put it back together Uh and you wouldn't even know it was like dismantled. And I'm talking about like take the neck off, yeah, take take the the back off, off. like all that stuff. Yeah. Um, which might be like what this guitar needs to be more than just a strummer. Right. Um, but I don't know. I, it might be something where I take it down and they're just like like, a family guitar, but it's a family guitar. Yeah. Um, so so that's kind of one of the times the other thing i got to do there is is a a while ago uh my my aunt or actually my dad last october uh was back there and he sent me some pictures of a couple guitars that my aunt has that were my uncles okay um and she kind of just wanted to get an idea how much they were worth if they were worth anything and um because they had one of them took some damage in a, in a, like a basement flood they had uh-huh and um, so while I was out there I uh, we were got talking about guitars and stuff he has like this old Washburn acoustic uh-huh or um, that now like my cousin says she's going to learn but it's like I think it's from back when Washburn was making the le- fairly legitimate instruments. oh sure uh, it seemed like a pretty nice looking Washburn and it looked I didn't know anything about it. I don't know a ton about Washburn, uh, but it seemed like it played really great. It didn't strike me as like a budget instrument right? um, like a lot of the stuff they make now. One of the guitars he has is, unfortunately, uh, one of the ones that was damaged in in the basement flooding, so they had to completely refinish. uh, Maybe not a complete refinish, but at least refinish like a good chunk of the neck Uh huh. Uh, So there are no uh, serial numbers on it that are visible, but it's an MIJ uh, Fender Telecaster Custom reissue. So it's like the seventy two Custom style. Uh huh. Uh, So it's got the like the wide range humbucker in the bridge, which are in the neck, and this is the wide range with that's like really a humbucker just in a wide range casing. Sure. Uh, And then traditional Telecaster bridge pick up so i got to play around on that for a while um because it's refinished like i don't really know how much it's worth i was telling her like well if it was like an original condition it might be worth like seven to nine hundred dollars yeah because uh, i'm guessing it's like a an 80s late 80s early 90s she's she thinks is when he bought it the other thing i got to buy, uh try out was a um gibson ebo bass oh nice uh which is like that's the like SG the sg style, style base. yeah and uh, with the um, single like mu- like big humbucker yeah. pickup in
1: it, yeah. And Ariel uh, Levine has one of those.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, this one, I don't know if it needed the bridge adjusted down on it or like a truss rod adjustment. I didn't try to do any work like that sure. while I was there. Uh, so the action was on it was pretty high, but that thing was a ton of fun to play. Yeah. And one of the things they I have did- a really unique. I sound. didn't know about those bases. Is that the bridge has like a little thing to pull on uh-huh. that engages a mute, and oh, nice. and putting the mute on like now I want to find a way to like put a foam mute on all of my bases. Yeah, all two of them. Oh, it's just because it was like instant Motown. Yeah, totally. What's the name of
1: that of that famous lady who plays bass? Carol Kay? Yeah, Carol K? Carol K.
0: She does a lot of uh, of mute work. It sounded super cool. Um, And like I said, that thing was just a blast to play. Uh, The other thing I pulled out of their basement, uh, super dusty. I I cleaned it up. Super noisy. Oh, so that bass, I I tried to look it up on like a a guitar dating, uh, like serial number dater. Sounds sexy. I know. (laughs) Um, And that bass is either a, a 19 gibson's kind of screw is serial numbers and they reused them a lot so it was either 1967 or 68 somewhere in that range Uh or like 1970
1: to 74 interesting like
0: like, so it's so it's
1: either really good or really really good oh my god yeah
0: exactly (laughs) um but so yeah so that thing's like 40 plus years old that's so rad um and i mean it just played great did you try to put any
1: feelers out there to see if you could take it home
0: I'll uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. <laughs> so um, I pulled out, out of the basement. There were two amps down there. One was like a Crate GX30. I didn't even bother. Like, I was yeah. just like, whatever. Who cares? Who cares? Because the other amp, which I posted a picture of on our Instagram, was a Harmony H400, which is like one of the like six or eight inch speaker harmonies, Uh huh. volume knob, three, three inputs, I think. Um, and it's like a 4-watt tube amp. Dude. This had the original Harmony tubes in it. Uh-huh. Uh, it was noisy as heck. Yeah, I bet. Uh, I mean, it just, like, hummed. Yeah. Um, And I don't know if it was a function of the tubes or, like, the speakers or, or what. The volume knob was really crackly. It has the original, like, two-prong power cord in yeah, it. Yeah, no I, ground. Um, I turned that thing all the way up to 10 and it was like still pretty comfortable in the room we were in nice um, but it sounded awesome i ran the uh, i ran the telecaster through that i ran the bass through it a little but like i i made sure to like manage the volume to like not blow out the speaker right but, totally um i mean i would have really had to like dig in yeah uh but it was just super cool Th- those amps don't go for a ton of money like 250 300 it was really clean looking Th- this though this one this one would probably need some repairs. Well, I'd spent, like, before I plugged it in, I spent, like, 10 or 15 minutes with, like, paper towels and, like, okay. walking back and forth but the But it didn't sink. look like it'd been
1: kicked around or anything. It looked like it was in good no, shape. No, it was,
0: like, a bedroom. It was, like, a house amp for my uncle. Yeah. And um, it had some some spots in it because those amps, I think, were, like, MDF. Yeah. Back in, like cabinets so there were some spots where it looked like there was some swelling from water damage but for the most part it looked really good and and like I said like I spent a good amount of time like trying to clean up the front Uh because when I pulled it out it was just covered in dust and cobwebs I mean what I really needed was a vacuum Uh, so I messed around with all this stuff and I think she was just happy to like hear somebody playing this stuff sure and um, see someone kind of value it, yeah. Uh, and there's been like some discussion about what to do with it, and they can't really decide. And like I said, one of my cousins is, is she's sort of like toying with the idea of the guitar, and she really loves the acoustic because that was uh, the guitar that my uncle played to her when she was a child. So my uncle ah, died a few years ago. Gotcha. So that's part of all of this play in too. It's it's all kind of like some family nostalgia. And I told her, I say, I said. Uh, Because there's been some discussion like, should we sell this stuff? Like, what's it worth? We don't really know. And I just told her, I said, um, if you want to sell this stuff and you want to get the most money for it, let me know. I'll I'll walk you through the process. Or you can send it out to me. Like, I'll sell it in San Diego and I'll just send you the money. And it'll only cost you the shipping. Uh Um, Or if you want to keep it in the family, like, just let me know. If you know you guys don't want it, like you can send it out to me, and I'll use it, and yeah. I'll just keep it. And I, I don't have a problem with taking on gear that's family. Absolutely. Under the notion that like we don't know what to do with this, but we know you'll get some use out of it. Sure. Uh, so I don't know what's gonna happen with that stuff, but it was just really cool to to get to play with that stuff and I know I knew that like my aunt had been in like some country western bands or whatever like 20-30 oh, like years ago uh-huh. um, and I knew I th- knew my uncle like dabbled in music but I didn't really know to what extent so I'd never seen any of this stuff before Yeah. Um, but it was just a lot of fun that guitar like played so good oh I bet the Telecaster was great it yeah. was in great condition the action was super low one of the things that was in the uh, guitar case—it had like an old Fender guitar case, the 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 like molded, but not the one that's molded to the shape, like the molded rectangle. Okay. Um, and it had like an original pack of like Fender guitar strings in it. Oh, nice. That or, like with the price tag on it for like a dollar seventy-nine or something. <laughs> I uh, wish. It, but you could tell it was like seventy or like not seventies, but like late eighties, nineties, because it was just white, pa- like the, it was white paper with orange print on it yeah totally like very very um, minimal stylistic very minimal so i mean i did a lot of family stuff on that trip but that was definitely one of the highlights for me Uh uh-huh uh was kind of getting to see that stuff and, and mess around with it yeah and uh you know it was just a lot of fun
1: yeah i don't have any well i have an uncle who does play guitar I don't have any dead relatives who have any guitars. <laughs> Not a lot of musicians in my family in general.
0: Well, in my family, like it kind of skipped an entire...
1: Yeah. Well,
0: in in the direction anyway, like my parents aren't musical. Right. My grandmother is like very musical. My aunt, I guess, like one of my aunts like is a both my aunts are singers. Uh-huh. And one of them like still sings in church and stuff. The other one like I don't think really sings at all anymore. Um and I think well, I I do music uh and then my sister is like into theater more. She's played guitar and she had piano yeah. lessons and plays guitar a little. Uh but she definitely got into like more of the theater side of performing arts. Uh, I wouldn't even say that I got into performing arts. I just got into guitar Music. and yeah. bass.
1: <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about these ads. ads. Let's get into some
0: advertisements. People this first us. one is a Firebird. It was sent to us by uh, Dave Nellett. Dave Nellett. It says, Gibson slash Epiphone Firebird 500 late 1980s silver. Free shipping. I mean, this is from a completely no, you know, different is, century than us. Is, is Firebird 500... Is They just put in the... Pro- is no, they? that's the model. Oh, okay. You I see was, how it has
1: the, 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 the trim on there? Oh, okay. That's, I didn't know if that was a model. a
0: model or if that was like... Because it was for $500. I have no idea what these are worth
1: when they're in good condition. It'd probably be worth us looking up. Yeah. Uh, but this ended... But I don't know if that means that someone bought it. If somebody bought it, I think it says that it, somebody bought it. If someone bought it, then they made a mistake. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Uh, the this thing, I don't know if it, stock comes with three pickups, but someone definitely did some kind of hack job, carving out two pickup routes. You know, yeah, I bet this looks. Rough. I bet this thing came stock with one pickup. Maybe yeah. not, though. I don't know. I feel like we've got to look up this model to understand what's going on here. But there's two pickup routes that are just completely just garbage. They look awful. And I'm not sure that putting a humbucker over them is going to fix the problem. <laughs> because they're so just chiseled out. There's a plastic baby doll hand in one of the holes. Oh, I, yeah. I don't. What's up with that? I don't know. It's creepy. I'm not into that. Uh... Other than that, kind of a cool color. It looks like a like a green mist with a neat uh like mirror pick guard, and an 80s style tremolo on it. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Five hundred bucks. I don't know, man. It's in real rough shape. Uh, I mean, I don't know why anyone would do that. If this thing was meant to have pickups, then where did the pickups go? And why would you choose to have these exposed? awful-looking holes in your guitar before you sell it. Like, throw anything in there to hide
0: that, you know? Yeah, it's just... I don't understand what's going on here. Uh, You want to read that copy? Oh, yeah, there's a description for it, isn't there?
1: Why don't you read it?
0: Because I'm doing other things? Oh, okay.
1: Uh, Let me see if I can zoom in on this. Uh, Okay, don't be such a weirdo, Google Drive. Edit, this is the last day for this listing. <laughs> I've dropped the price by another $100. This is the final price cut. As you'll read further down, if this doesn't sell today, I plan on just keeping it. We've heard that threat before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cheers. We wish you would. Yeah, this is a wicked guitar with a pretty cool story surrounding it. It looks a little rough around the edges, but plays absolutely beautifully and has plenty of room for expansion. Is this going to expand? it started off as a stock late 80s Firebird 500 these guitars are pretty rare as in all the time I've owned it I've never seen another one in person or been able to find another one online in any form in the late 80s these guitars retailed for $900 the guitar originally belonged to Matt Pike from Sleep and High on 5 I haven't been able to confirm this so take the story with a guitar or I'll keep it for myself Okay, oh dude, gosh. we get we get the threat. Either way, it's a fun side note to a crazy, unique guitar that's a lot of fun to play. Condition-wise, this Firebird isn't all that bad. Oh, come on, that's a matter of opinion, dude. The two pickup, infre- the two imperfections in the finish, are pictured here, and otherwise, all this guy needs is a set of your favorite pickups, and it'll rival any guitar in your arsenal. Nice weight, fast fretboard, sustained for days, and it looks amazing. The middle and neck pickups will be included with the guitar and are only missing in the picture because the leads were non-existent when I got it. And I thought it looked way better without them. (laughs) This guitar has been relisted for $650. Oh. I thought it looked way better without them considering the fact that they only served a cosmetic purpose anyways. Oh, because the leads were missing. Comes with a Jackson hardshell case and will be packed exceptionally well. If you're looking for something a little against the grain, off the beaten path, that nobody else has, and that you and that you're totally able to make your own, this guitar is for you. I've des- described this thing the best of my ability. Any questions? Please, please feel free to message me. Uh, we'll trade for a PVT sixty with case. <laughs> And then the condition is is listed as good. That's all debatable, man.
0: Yeah, so it looks like from what I've been able to find that the middle pickup is added. And then a bunch of knobs were added. Like a couple knobs were added. So it's in one knobber? Uh, Yeah, originally it was like a one knob. No, it's like it looks like maybe originally it was two knobs. What was the switch for? One knob on the uh originally pick guard, it- one knob off the pit guard. Oh, a switch on the wing. The original switch on these would have been white, not silver. Well, it was it okay? So it was two pickup originally, yes. Okay, okay. I'm wrapping my head around this Uh, now. Again, like, I'm only able to look at Google Images. I'm not really getting a ton of information on there. Yeah. Um, But... I mean, it's an 80s Gibson
1: Shredder guitar. Yeah. With a classic body style. So there's something interesting there. There's an interesting element. I guess if if this was in range of me, and I wasn't going to have to pay shipping, I might be interested in the 400s. Yeah. (laughs) So the price... (coughs) Excuse me. The $500 price isn't too far out there. $600 is way out there for yeah, me. Yeah, it
0: looks like it's the same listing. Well, it looks it looks like it's the same pictures. Right. The listing has changed in the in the new ad. Uh so maybe it is from a different guy. I I don't know. I'm don't care enough to try to figure it out. It's just um,
1: unfortunate about those pickups and the routes like Someone really hacked that up. Who knows if a humbucker ring would cover up that amount of damage? Because yeah. it, it looks really extensive. There are some other blemishes on the guitar that don't bother me as much, but they're pretty significant. Um, yeah, I don't know.
0: Apparently, this was part of like... There were two models in this series. One was the Epiphone Firebird 300. Uh, and the other one was the 500. They're both Epiphones? Both Epiphones. So this is the Epiphone... Uh, this article I'm reading says um, the they chose probably the worst ever tremolo <laughs> under a license-made Steinberger KB unit, which really sucks. Oh, great. It's a small self-supporting drop-in unit with one spring. Probably okay in theory, but it was made from two soft metals and the base plate where the posts are attached. Started quite soon to twist if the tremolo was heavily used and the whole upper part of the unit finally moved forward against the cavity wall oh no so I don't even know so I I'm definitely not interested now well you know what's interesting is I'm looking at a picture of it of the tram I don't it doesn't even look like the same tram that is in the picture so maybe that's one of the maybe replacements the original pit guards were uh, the original pickups were uh, select the EMG selects Uh uh-huh they weren't even like real EMGs. So it just seems like these were kind of a weird thing that Gibson was doing with the Epiphone brand in the 1980s. Yeah. I
1: mean, there we have another ad in our Google Drive that maybe we'll hit on another week from another weird Gibson from the 80s. Yeah. Gibson has... I know they've got a lot of bad press right now because of what they're doing to the Les Pauls and to all their guitars gibson has a history of doing some uh some funky stuff
0: yeah every once in a while uh they do this like we're gonna do a technology jump
1: right or they're like oh we're gonna try to fit the
0: times yeah or we're gonna i mean you know they did the gibson m series because they wanted to make some super shredders some super strats so those are kind of cool
1: guitars uh so yeah
0: i mean they've it's just kind of an interesting thing. I think if the price was right on this Firebird, I, I really hate that mirror pit guard. I don't know what it is about it, but it I feel like the mirror on silver thing is just... Yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't know. I Something in me kind
1: of likes it in a guilty, uh, uh, guilty
0: pleasure sort of way.
1: I don't know, though. Let's jump on these other ads. We have two ads that kind of go together.
0: Yeah. This one is a unique hand-carved skull guitar from Adam Lindsley. Uh huh, four hundred bucks. Four hundred bucks. It says unique hand-carved school guitar. It is the first of only a handful I plan to build of this design. It has a Seymour Duncan pickup with a three-way switch, uh, pole north pole humbuckers, south pole. Okay, I understand now. So it's it's basically you can choose either coil, right, uh, or both. Uh, all hardware, including tuning pins, are, are Gibson replacement quality. Strings are 942s and are 25 and a half string scale. Guitar itself is slightly smaller scale uh, and is great for younger players. String action and intonation is precision set. You can hear it sound on uh, carved airbrush guitars on Facebook. Accepting cash or PayPal only. Please call or text $400 or a reasonable offer. Uh, I I guess I can see why this would be a kids guitar. But, because the body is a little smaller, um, one thing I don't understand... Oh, there's the bridge. I have a suspicion this is, like, a
1: carved-up, uh, a first-act guitar. You think so? Or, like, a daisy rock or something. It's weird. It is really weird. It's it's (laughs) carved to look like a demon skull or, like, a vampire skull. It is
0: a bolt-on neck.
1: Yeah. Uh... I think he really missed a design opportunity to put those knobs in the skull's nose instead of
0: having them float out on the face. Right. Uh, uh, my only issue, my the, one of the things that strikes me on this is I get why it would be like a a good body size for a child, but it's the skull has fangs. Yeah, this is and f- most very kids terrifying. Like, learn how to play guitar sitting down, so I don't know how this thing would sit on your lap. Well, also it's terrifying. Who's going to give this to a kid? It depends on the
1: kid. Oh, hey there, little eight-year-old Johnny. I heard you wanted to learn to play guitar. Oh,
0: here's a demon skull. Hey, it's never too early to get metal. Oh, my gosh. You know what? You know who would get this guitar? Listener Megan Lee for her son, who will be in an AFI cover band because (laughs) AFI will be his nostalgia and her nostalgia. Is is AFI into skull stuff? I don't know. They're in that pseudo gothy, emo hardcore metal right. sound, I guess, maybe. Their lead singer always wore makeup. Yeah. <laughs> well, so did David Bowie. Yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> the the big design flaw I see here is that if you ever drop this guitar, you're going to break a tooth, man. <laughs> you're going to break a tooth right you off need this to guitar. You give this to
0: DJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, inside jokes. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, we got another skull guitar. Yeah, let's move
1: on to the next skull guitar. This oh, one's well, from Reverb. Do you think this? Could, do you think this is good or bad? This skull guitar. Uh,
0: it, you know, honestly, like it. What it looks like to me is one of those like sixty dollar ladybug guitars from Rondo. Yeah, maybe that's what uh, it is. It's it, four hundred bucks. Yeah, I great. Congratulations! You custom carved a skull. Maybe if you are in a uh, Alice Cooper cover band, this is up your alley. But it's not up mine, and the headstock looks really weird. Yeah.
1: Okay. Let's let's agree that that's bad for four hundred bucks. Yeah. I so I do I'd pay fifty dollars to invest in this guy's weird art <laughs> project and then see if I can harvest parts out of it.
0: Right. Uh, so we got another guitar custom hand card. This one's from Reverb. Someone posted this on the group, and I didn't get a chance to figure out who. Yeah. It just she- says custom made guitar. With maple wood, classic body, custom painting, maple wood neck, with truss rod, maple wood fingerboard. That's not a maple wood fingerboard. Nope. Uh, Please email me, Price is Firm. Says the make is Maestro, which is like now a Korean brand. It's different from like the, the... uh, Gibson Maestro, I guess, because uh-huh. I've been seeing these like weird-bodied Maestro guitars. One of my favorite comments on the group where this was po- in, where this was posted was, "When you look at the second picture, it looks like it's carved out of butter." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I I have some major
1: design issues with this guitar. Some elements of it, I'm super behind. I really like the rib cage element. Right, that's kind of cool. The skull on the top horn looks too cartoonish to me right like it starts to go into like a pirates of the Caribbean sort of theme yeah and then the bone for the lower horn that's being grabbed by the <laughs> skeleton hand is uh, <laughs> it it looks pretty suggestive right right and by suggestive I mean suggestive of a skeleton grabbing a big old bony dick. and then i think the decision of having the top horn have the bone that's like broken off or something is a really weird decision yeah this is just a really weird design i think they should have just taken that rib cage concept and carried it throughout and ditched the the skull and the the bone dick and (laughs) the, the the skeleton hand that's holding it um I would might have been interested in a guitar with that kind of design with just this the rib cage for my dinosaur ghost band. Right. Get some bone action in there. Uh probably wouldn't have been interested in this guitar's uh shredder setup with probably a really poorly licensed Floyd Rose and probably some really awful pickups in there. Uh did we is there a price on this? Two twenty five plus forty five shipping. I have a feeling if you find the right Chinese import site you can get this for much cheaper yeah
0: yeah. Uh, I like 175
1: after shipping yeah <laughs> it's just a really weird design <laughs> and I it was weird because we both we got these emails or got these sent to us in a relatively short amount of time yeah they it's came like, in on basically
0: we? the same day and in
1: different ways one came in through email and one came in through the Facebook group so it's like people were on the same page like oh skull guitars let's do skull. it Skulls. skull 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 I like this. I like this one. He's grabbing a bone dick. <laughs> oh man, I got nothing left to say about this. Yeah. All right. Oh, do you know what this is made out of? It says it's made out of maple. It says the finish is wood. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure. The body's maple. That's got to be really heavy. This is a dumb guitar. <laughs> Why
0: do people make these dumb guitars? yeah oh uh, let's get into the topic oh man let me see if I can uh... I already got it loaded I'm ready to go oh where to go now I'm not loaded it's you know it's one of these scenes where it's like you know phones aren't I don't know Really, we should, instead of trying to do all these extravagant things with our funding, we should just be buying iPads. <laughs> you mean extravagant things like getting t-shirts printed
1: for yeah. our people who are expecting merch? Oh, yeah, right. they're paying us uh, a monthly fee that says that they'll get merch that when we make merch. it.
0: All right. Uh, our topic this week is signature models. Um, I threw something out on the Kathy group. Kathy Ireland? <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm is, so old. Is that one of your is favorites? That, is that is that make me so old that that's the first model I could think of? I
0: thought she was pretty good in the movie Necessary Roughness. I don't remember that movie. It's a f- movie about football. Oh, well, then uh, she, I definitely don't she remember plays, that movie. She plays the uh, place kicker for the this like football team. How long is this story going to be? Um, <laughs> Sinbad is in it. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, I th- want to say um, the dude from Quantum Leap, wasn't it? Scott Bakula? Oh, nice. Uh, it's like a classic goofy 80s o- ensemble comedy. I tried to
1: sit through an episode of Quantum Leap the other
0: day. <laughs> I couldn't hang. It's, Quantum Leap is just American Doctor Who, isn't it? It didn't age well. All right. So we talked, we're we talking signature guitars, signature basses. Um we put out a, a thing on the group
1: to have people just kind of list their favorite and least favorite ones.
0: Yeah. Uh, a lot of people sug- like mentioned the Dave Grohl. Uh, a lot of people love the Dave Grohl. A lot of people, I think, just love it because it's Pelham Blue. But uh, I don't know. Like, I think it's a neat guitar. I'm not a fan. Why not? Uh, you said the way you said that sounds
1: like you already knew that I wasn't a fan. Yeah, and you're bringing yeah. this up just because you want to want to bring it up. To-
0: uh, well, I brought it up because it's part of the topic. Yeah, that's true. And it was also the first response on what is your favorite guitar? Yeah, uh, signature guitar. I just Dave Roll is the first response. It's just not my
1: style. I'm actually not a big fan of Pelham Blue. Um, I'm not a fan of blue guitars in general right. because I already wear like blue jeans all the time and I wear a lot of blue and my eyes are blue and there's just, just too much blue in my oh, life. Okay. There's just too much blue. I feel like I've got too much blue going on. So I try to avoid that color with my instruments. Uh, also, I'm not a big fan of the F-holes and people are, are probably like, cringing like, oh, I love those diamond F-holes. I don't like them for some reason. Yeah. If I'm going to get a semi-hollow it's going to have Like the most classic FLs I can find. Right.
0: That's Um, what I want. Another one that came up a few times is the Zach Myers PRS SE model. He's the guitarist for Shinedown. I don't know anything about him because I don't listen to Shinedown.
1: No idea. Um, So we're we're so old. Yeah. uh, I'm assuming that's a newer band. The J Maskus Squire. A lot of people love the J Maskus without even loving J Maskus because the. the, uh, the Squire is so good. It's a jazz master, right?
0: Yes. It's I just think it was great that um, that uh, Fender did the J Mascis on the Squire line uh-huh. because I feel like so many of their other Squire models before that, like their Squire signature models, were like garbage guitars. Sure, sure. Like they did. Be It'd be some guy in some
1: pop-punk band that no one's well, no, ever heard yeah, of. Yeah,
0: exactly. They did, like, the... Um, now, I guess they had, like, the Squire, Tom DeLonge. Uh-huh. Um, but they've also since then done, like, the Squire, Avril Lavigne, because she's so oh, totally known as a shredder. Who cares? Um, they did the, uh, the Squire... I think there was a Squire Derek Wibley model who was the singer from Sum 41. Okay. And the dude that shredded in that band was not Derek Wibley. It was the other guy. Like, Sum 41 kind of had this, like...
1: You don't have to be a shredder to have a signature guitar. No, but I
0: mean, like, the... It's not
1: the person that you think of as a guitarist.
0: Right, right. I mean, I guess you don't necessarily think of Dave Grohl as the guitarist for the Foo Fighters. No, I do. But Chris Shiflet also has a signature model uh, Fender fender uh it's like a 72 style telecaster are there any signature guitars that you would totally get um i mentioned it maybe last episode or a couple episodes ago i really like the fender jim adkins telecaster okay uh which is a dual p90 uh thin line telecaster (coughs) excuse me um there's probably some others technically i own a signature model guitar I own two of them. Oh yeah, you've got the Jagstang. I have the Jagstang. What's the other one? I have
1: a Les Paul Junior. Oh come on, <laughs> the the greatest signature model
0: of all time. Oh
1: come on, that doesn't even count anymore.
0: Here's something that I've never thought about, but I kind of want to know now. Um, I want to know what the first Les Paul. Um, Signature model was like that was being sold. One of the guys, you mean up, one that was uh,
1: that was for someone other than Les Paul? Exactly. Uh That was like, oh, here's this guy's,
0: yeah, s- yeah. super special. Exactly. Les Paul. Um, I, I it don't can't
1: be like Zach Wild or something like that. Can't. Uh,
0: my guess would be that maybe Jimmy Page. You think that he had a signature model because I
1: think his the signature model is just an old Les Paul. M-
0: well, his. Right, but I'm saying uh, I'm saying like well one thing one of the guys in the group brought up is that Gibson actually does like a good number of signature models. Right,
1: right. For players that they don't sell. Well, there's the uh, there's, you know, the Lucille for BB King, that's pretty old.
0: Yeah. That's, but gonna that's be not way a Les older Paul. than
1: Okay, but it's still a Gibson.
0: Right. But I'm thinking specifically Les Paul.
1: Yeah, no idea.
0: Um and I I know like Jimmy Page's Les Paul was probably like just a Fifty nine Les Paul, right? But at some point Gibson took that guitar and said, "Let's let's release a signature model version of this." Yeah, that was the Jimmy Les Paul, like Jimmy Page signature or whatever. Um, I don't, I have no idea, right? Who who that might have been? Um, let's see some other suggestions. A few guys brought up uh, the John Petrucci model. From uh, Ernie, uh, from Music Man. Those are cool, man. Uh, they have, I like the body shape. They on have those. really tiny frets. Yeah, I like the the original John Petrucci. There's a new one that's based on the Majesty body style. Uh-huh. I think I think it's called Majesty. I really don't like it. That's the one that has like the the carbon fiber. Oh, yeah. thing going on. I've always uh, really liked
1: the, uh, the the Ernie Ball Axis. I think that's a great guitar. It doesn't yeah. really fit my aesthetic style anymore, but I think it's just a great playing guitar. If I ever got a Floyd Rose guitar again, I might want to <laughs> pick up one of those. So what's your... Uh, what would you say... What's a signature model that you would want to own? I've always kind of wanted a Squire Venus, one of the 12-string models. Mm-hmm. There was a 6-string model that was hanging up in a local pawn shop for years and years and years, and I always wanted... Co- Go in there and just make a lowball offer to see what they, right. if they would take it. Um, but then the pawn shop closed, and I have no idea what happened to that guitar. Oh, but man. I always wanted the twelve string because it has those split pickups, like the the they only fit under three strings at a time. Right. And I just think they're so cool. It's just got a really neat look, but it's kind of conflicting because it's Courtney loves Courtney loves signature guitar right and who
0: cares about courtney love but her guitar is so cool and this is one of the cases where like someone who isn't really known as a guitar still had a really rad signature model i think her guitar is way better than uh kurt cobain's well he died halfway through the design and fender <laughs> released it anyway so it's a it's a it's a prototype. Well, oh, Courtney Love designed a guitar, and
1: it turned out cool. How did that happen? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um. And it's like a Squire too. It's an early. It's an early example
0: of a really cool Squire. Yeah, from the uh, like, it's Vista like a nineties Vista Series Squire. Yeah. Um. We mentioned the Avril Levine. The other thing is like the Avril Levine Telecaster is just a single humbucker Telecaster. Who cares? I actually dislike. Sig- Signature models that don't do anything. I mean, basically, the only thing about hers that signature is that it has like a checkerboard, right? Uh, or chessboard, a uh, pit guard. She
1: might as well just grab one of the Hello Kitty guitars and have that be her signature. Yeah, you know, who cares? Um,
0: did I say who cares? You said it a couple times. Well, a few I do. I don't care. Um, I mentioned in the at the start of the thing that I don't understand. The My Chemical Romance and Fallout Boy signature instruments. I guess this is another case of like Fender uh, trying to get in with the like pop punk kids. Uh-huh. Um, I will say like the Mikey Way bass. Who he's the bass player for um, for My Chemical Romance. He has his signature bass is a Mustang with like I want to say like uh, one of those big like Mudbucker style pickups like in the neck position so uh-huh. that's a really cool bass it's a really unique bass uh, it's definitely in the realm of something that I've never played one but I dig that it's something unique which is why I hate the Pete Wentz bass who, he's the bass player for Fall Out Boy. Uh-huh. Uh, not only does he have a reputation for barely being able to play the bass, <laughs> like, it would be like if someone made a, a Sid Vicious P bass. Right, right. Like, he's, Which I'm sure someone has. Pr- I, unfortunately, you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, but the Pete Wentz bass, I think the only things that make it signature is uh, it's a precision bass with, I want to say, like, a Seymour Duncan Quarter Pounder. Right. Pickup. And like the Pete Wentz bat logo or something. Yeah. Uh, Fall Out Boy also has somebody mentioned the uh, Gretsch Stumpomatic, which is a three pickup Corvette. Uh, oh Gretsch yeah, Corvette. Which it's actually like a super cool looking signature model. Those are rad. And um, is that a signature of someone's? Yeah, it's Patrick Stump. I, have, the, I don't know who he is. He's the lead singer for Fall Out Boy. Oh okay. Uh, and uh, the other guitarist. In Fallout Boy, Joe Troman has a signature Squire Telecaster, I think. And those ones I kind of understand. Like, I get the appeal for them because they're like the music makers. They're recognizable. I think Pete Wentz only has a bass because people know, like, people in that scene know who he is. It's not right. sort of something where, like, he really contributes anything to the bass playing community. Sure. Um, I think the, th- the thing for me
1: is. I get aggravated by signature models, like you were saying, that don't bring anything new yeah. to the guitar. that's just like, oh, this is my signature model because it comes in a color and it's got that pick guard and it's got my signature on it. And, oh, here's a pickup that uh, this company already uses in some other guitars. Like, who cares? Like, if I can reverse engineer your, your guitar just by picking up a standard guitar and throwing a different pickup and the different colored pick guard on there.
0: Yeah. Who
1: cares? I can make it myself. I don't need your signature on the headstock. Yeah, I can get your your thing just by myself. A real signature guitar to me is one that has something dramatically different going on. Yeah,
0: I, one of the ones I really like is uh, and I don't know anything about this person. I, i've I've heard a, a couple of his songs, but nothing stands out to me um is Albert Lee. Oh yeah. I really dig the look of the Music Man, Albert Lee guitar, yeah. and Al- there's an Albert Lee bass as well. Uh-huh. And that body shape is really unique. Yeah, I really um, like that body, I too. think there are certain musicians that their body shape has become synonymous. Like, there's the, their guitar's body shape, signature guitar... Has become synonymous with them as a player. Sure. Uh, someone in the group mentioned like the the PV Wolfgang uh-huh. or like the Ernie or the Music Man uh, Axis body shape. You know what I used to want to want? What used to want?
1: What did you used to want to want? <laughs> to want? I used to want a Randy Rhodes the V. Yeah, like that, that was a really cool that shape. Offset like shark fin V. I wanted that so bad as a teenager. I look at them now, and I'm like, "No way! I, I cannot justify right. something that out there." But that's a, that was like my dream guitar. Oh, you know who else has really cool signature Jackson models? Who's that? Orgy. I don't know
0: if I've seen them, or at least if I have, it's been a long time.
1: They look. They have two different models. They look like spaceships, mm-hmm. and the inlays on the fretboard are crop circles. Oh my gosh! They're really freaking cool. We're gonna
0: have to find a picture of that and post it up on the group. Yeah, I should do that. I've I've
1: kind of always wanted one of their one of the Jackson guitars in that body shape, just because they're so different. They have like this retro sci-fi meets Tron kind of element to them, right? Like it's I think they're really neat, and I don't have any uh, any reason to get one aesthetically as a stage sort of thing but I just think they're cool looking. One is, one is called the Roswell roads and it's kind of a take on the Randy Rhodes offset V sort of shape, Right. but it's got this huge, like swept UFO look to it. And one has, uh, almost like an eighties video game spaceship kind of shape to it. Huh? They're really interesting (laughs) guitars. I think they did a really cool job making a unique signature instrument. Right. Uh, and that's really the way that I like to see people do it. Oh. If if I was, it's like it would be like a dream come true if like Fender or you know whoever came to me like, oh, we want to make you a signature instrument. I would I would do it with my own body style, right? For right. sure. Uh,
0: a couple more instruments that got mentioned in the group: uh, Epiphone uh, did has also done a couple bases, signature bases that are are pretty popular um the uh alan woody uh what is that called uh i want to say dumpster bass <laughs> uh, tra- it's like tra- tra- i don't remember what it was called uh which is bother gonna bother me now um but uh he has a base uh and i oh he was the bass player for government mule okay Uh, I want to say and then um, Rumble Cat that's what it's called the Rumble Cat and then uh, the Jack Cassidy bass which is like a Les Paul signature-ish shape Gotcha. In a base. Like, are you familiar with the Les Paul? Signature oh, it's like the model? gold top one without the gold top that with really like really funky shape. Yeah. So that's those the, are
1: cool. That's
0: like the. I think that's the Les Paul signature model. Yeah. Was actually what that was called. I, I think those uh, bases that's like are really base mean. like a base version. I've seen the electric guitar version. It. It's a weird like Les polished double cut. It's weird. It's thing.
1: Gibson doing something really weird that I think looks really cool instead of looking dumb. Right. Like, like so many of their other experiments. Um,
0: is there anything else that
1: we should talk you about? You
0: had like another least favorite signature guitar bef- besides the Dave Grohl. Anything, Dimebag Daryl. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I I've never understood that. Like, is is it's like Dean is still making signature guitars for a guy who they're like guessing died. what he
1: would have liked if he had survived.
0: Like I and I don't did he have because they put out like a ton of different finishes. Yeah. I mean, I guess ultimately, like, there was just the, um, the original, um, XL body. Uh-huh. Uh, the Dean, as a Dean XL, uh, w- which is, like, the star well, he's thing. Had, he's
1: had, like, all these different body shapes. He had the star. Now there's, like, one that's got an SG mixed with a, a V.
0: yeah. And Which I think that one actually came out while he was still alive. Yeah, he did play
1: that one. But it's like they've come out with all these crazy the finishes. The SG with
0: V1, I've also... S- Are you sure that's not the Zach Wild? I think it
1: was... I think Zach Wild has been playing it, but I th- thought it was a Dimebag oh, thing, too. I don't know. I don't know. It's so confusing. All these freaking metal guys with their stupid guitar designs. <laughs> I, actually, I actually really like uh, the look of... Zach Wilde stuff. The bullseye. Right. I don't care that it's a Zach Wilde thing. I'm not into his music. I don't know if I should be or not. I'm just not familiar with it. I just think that's a really striking look. Right. The motif. Motif. Uh Not a motif. Not a motif. A motif. That bullseye motif. Motif. I have to uh, redeem myself from weeks ago when I inexplicably said... Moo-teeth. Moo-teeth. I have no idea how that left my lips. Um, Yeah, I just... Uh, signature models, man. Do you want to see my signature model? My flying V the right flying
0: there. The flying V? The fender flying V? The fender flying V. That thing's... Oh, man. It's a weird one, huh? I heard some people on Instagram want to buy it.
1: Yeah, I forget uh, I forgot who, but someone said to me that if I ever sell it, then they want to buy it. Yeah.
0: All right, well... Let us know what you think about signature models. If you've seen the post in the Facebook group, uh, maybe you commented on it. If you didn't get a chance, shoot us an email. Let us know what your favorite signature model is, or your least favorite, or your least favorite. And uh, post a yeah. picture and tag us on Instagram. Do
1: whatever you people do on on Twitter. I don't yeah, know. That would
0: be cool on Instagram, actually. Like, you know, take a picture of your favorite signature model. and Say, hey, at sixty cycle hum this is my favorite signature model, or this
1: is my least favorite signature model. And hey, if you want to support the show in a way that would be really helpful to us, uh, you could do one of two things, or two of two things. You could follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to us. Go on there and and give us a follow.
0: YouTube.com slash 60 Cycle Homecast. And
1: when you do that, what it does is it it says to gear makers that we have an audience on there, and then they're more enthusiastic about getting us... uh, All the fancy new gear that is coming out for us to do demo reviews of, uh, which only gives you guys more content to listen to and watch. And you get to hear real opinions from two real dudes about all this gear instead of just some guy on a video reading the description. Right. Like, we tell you what we really think about it. We tell you what parts are good, what parts we don't like. Uh, and the other way you can and can support us is by becoming a pledger through our crowdfunding on Podbean. Uh, just go to Podbean, and you can see the crowdfunding option up there on the top, I think. Uh, click on that, and you can subscribe at any level that you want. You can give us $1. You could give us $1,000 a month if you want. That'd and, be cool. And we would say thank you very you can
0: much. $10,000 a month, and then we can yeah. retire. We're going to use that money
1: to make t-shirts to make merchandise to do some really awesome coverage of winter nam which is coming up sooner than we'd like to think we've already registered we have registered they sent us the email for media registration and we're registered so we're going to nam as far as i know yeah well we're in the we've applied to we've applied right we've applied to register we'll hear back from them sometime before winter nam with confirmation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next oh, week. Let's
1: talk about the song. We don't have one, we don't have a song because no one sent us a song again yeah. because we recorded three episodes in a row like three weeks ago. Yeah, uh, so basically, if you're a musician who has recordings, if you know someone who has recordings, email us an mp3 to 60cyclehumcast at com, or whatever other audio file will work. Right. Uh, MP3s are pretty standard. It makes it easy. But if there's something that works better for you, that's fine. Just don't send us a link to your Bandcamp site or a download site. We don't want to fudge around with that. Just send us a file. Yeah. That's a lot easier for us. Um, I was camping last week on vacation. I'm going to try to track down some kind of vintage, cool, or weird song about camping. All right. I don't know where it's going to come from, but it's going to be about camping. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We
0: will talk to you next week. Yep. See you guys. On night
2: guard, I'm a riding around a thousand bedded steers. And tonight, my thoughts are sliding down the trail of distant years. Coyotes howling in the darkness chills my weary bones. The prowl around the campfire makes the cowboy feel at home. Beauty oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, now the cold north wind is blowing Snow comes falling down Wrapped in my saddled blanket Sleeping on the cold, cold ground I used to ponder over my luck I wondered why it never changed I was happy and free around my mammy's knee Pulling on the raping strings Beautiful, di oh, di oh, di oh, di oh, di oh, di oh, 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 Shining Stealing through my kitchen door Just to see my dear old mammy Cooking ham On that old kitchen stove Where the mockingbird sings You to sleep at night The moonbeams playing through the trees Some like the climb it out In New Mexico But give me back my sunny Tennessee You to lo Tie lo Hello de Hello de o lo Hello de